Oh, no. Is it doing it again? Ah! ah! <laughs> this is a special edition intro. Where we scream? <laughs> hello. Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic, unprofessional bachelor recap podcast ever. That's all I can say because as I tried to click the intro music and then I accidentally deleted it and then I had to quick upload it. But it, six seconds, I think, is, you know, pretty fast reflexes. So yeah, it worked out well. And then when it, yeah. when it kicked in, right when it started playing, we both went, ah, at the same yeah. time. So that was nice, too. Yeah, cool. we're very professional. Mm-hmm. So, OK, we're at the fantasy suites. We're at episode 10 fantasy suites. And um, I feel like this episode just like didn't even need to happen. Yeah, it's. Uh, we learned nothing. We we learned nothing, although because of what's been happening, I am 99.999% sure that Rachel's going to win this thing. Well, and yeah. obviously, like this has been based on the way that they've been running interference for her, they being. Uh, the bachelor as a entity production, whatever. But my God, even before the Rachel is racist stuff came out, the way that they are going out of their way in this episode to basically set up the finale they want and put Rachel in the best position to win. It's incredible. I mean, you want to talk about, I cannot remember the last time a contestant was set up in a way that made it easier for them to succeed. It's, it's just, just a total cakewalk, right? It's just really like exhausting. Um, the use of cakewalk is like very fitting for Rachel because doesn't that have like a racist past? I just had to say that. <laughs> Does it? I thought it was yeah. just something you did at like church. No, things. Uh, <laughs> no, it, no, there's a, there's like a pretty sinister, uh, past to that. Um, oh, fun. Yeah. Well, then there you go. That's, that's then it, I totally meant it because I mean, she's the racist. So yeah, I was I'm not gonna, thinking of like vacation Bible school at all. So I'm going to, well, so the vacation Bible school, where that came from, this is from, um, I think this is Wikipedia. Yeah. Wikipedia. So the cakewalk or cakewalk, the one word or two, was a dance developed from the prize walks held in the mid 19th century, generally at get togethers on black slave plantations before and after emancipation in the southern United States. Our alternate names for the original form of the dance were chalk line walk and the walk around. So uh, it was something that like happened on plantations. And also, let's see. Um, at the conclusion of a performance of the original form of the dance in an exhibit at the 1876 Centennial Exposition in Philadelphia, an enormous cake was awarded to the winning couple. Thereafter, it was performed in minstrel shows exclusively by men until the 1890s. Oh, the inclusion of women in the cast made possible all sorts of improvisations in the walk, and the original was soon changed into a grotesque dance, which became very popular across the country. So... Um, yeah, so it was like this weird minstrel show shit that started on plantations, whatever. So anyway, I thought maybe you were doing it intentionally. No, I wish I was. I'm not that smart. Um, but <laughs> it, 
Yeah, I, w- I was just thinking in the sense of, yeah, you walk around in a circle while some music plays and then you go home with a sweet treat. Yeah, but- I totally did that uh, at my, you know, Lutheran church growing up. Oh, and yeah. it's it was really weird to find out that like it had this history i was like oh <laughs> like i just thought it was something like midwestern lutherans did no yeah <laughs> like no. absolutely not so that's fun yeah. okay well <laughs> good anyway to know. <laughs> so just something just something you can put into rachel your loves cakewalks let I, me she, tell you well she's like she's like oh i didn't know that when i went to that old south party and they said let's watch a cakewalk i thought it was just i had no idea you know um, they were all dressed up. It was weird. It was like, it looked like a minstrel show, but I was like, couldn't be. Um, but anyway, sorry. Uh, okay. So I will say something. Well, okay. So uh, yeah, this whole, this whole episode bummed me out because I was just like, I just want Michelle to win and I know she's not going to win and that sucks. And I hate it. And I'm just going to hate <laughs> this whole thing. And you knew that Brie was going to go home because I mean, her relationship was obviously the weakest and she was worried about it from the beginning. So, you know, she had said, um, you know, why, why did I get the last rose? And she was like insecure about that, rightfully so. And she knows, I mean, she's got to know deep down that her connection isn't as strong. So, but it was, it was kind of hard to tell during these dates because hers had gone so well, but it's like, I knew that they were like trying to fool me with like the Rachel being manipulative and just trying to like get, you know, get Matt to tell her how he felt so that she could feel good or whatever. <laughs> Bullshit. That's um, the best part. She's like, I'm sad because the purpose of this show is he dates all the women and he's continuing to do that, but I love him the most. Yeah. The whole like, thing is like, we got to stop you. doing ghost for a minute. So you, and you have to tell me that you like me the most. And he's like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to kiss you with stuff all over me. Um, yeah, so fun. anyway, hated it. So, okay. So I didn't, um, I read some of this article. I kind of like skimmed it today again, behind on the news, but I do, I'm going to defer this part of the episode to Rachel Lindsay and other folks who have commented on it. But I will say that I did read uh, Rachel Lindsay's reaction to like Matt talking to his dad and she was upset. And I think, you know, rightfully so that the thing that they focused on with his relationship with his dad was that his dad was absent. And that is like such a shit stereotype for like, um, you know, like absent black fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she's like, yeah, okay. I get that. It's a conversation that he needed to have, but like they didn't need to air the contents of it. They could have just, he could have summarized it. They could have done it off camera. There's like different ways they could have handled it. They could have talked sure. about other things and, and put those things on air instead of that. Even if that's like a part of the conversation that Matt wanted to have. Um, cause there's like a lot of reasons that dads aren't around and um the reasons that people jump to aren't you know uh necessarily correct so so that was the thing that was i think you know can that that was probably the most contentious part of the episode outside of rachel doing well yeah and um yeah i, I, think I, I that yeah. It, it was difficult because i'm i'm with you on that that there's there hasn't been any like positive black father figures really on on the bachelor like that's not something they've they've done particularly well i mean outside um, of like some of the contestants families 
Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, bringing his dad on, on the one hand, like you said, like it makes sense because all of Matt's hangups, the fact that he hasn't been in a long-term relationship, the fact that he has some residual fear of commitment, he traces that all back to his father. Um, and, and then it's like, well, do we, do we not air that? And then they go, of course we air it because that's, it's the juicy, sad part. Right. It is juicy and it is sad, but also it's just like, damn, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it just, it's bizarre too, because it seems like he goes from this very, very intense conversation with his father directly into his date which I don't know if that was the editing or what, but it just seems like a smooth transition. He walks from like room A to room B. Okay, it's date time. And it was just, yeah, it was odd to say the least. Yeah, it yeah, I don't know. There's the way that it, the way that it went was strange. And like, so, okay, so here's, um, people did an article about this uh, uh, yesterday. And you know, one of the things that Rachel had said, this is a quote, um, I'm guessing she said this on her podcast. Oh, yeah, on Bachelor Party podcast. So she had said, if you know anything about stereotypes that are assigned to particular races here at the Black race, you know that absentee father is a stereotype. So that's that's her issue with it is like, you're even if it's what is happening, you're still playing into that. And she, I, she just wants them to be so she said, uh, what's the one thing we know about Matt's dad that he wasn't around? That's all we know. Yeah, which, but he cheated you know. on his mom and left, apparently. Right. That, that and seems so, to be the, yeah. Yeah. So she had said, like, um, you know, without context, it, it can be, you know, troubling. And she, oh, let's see. So she said, um, the family dynamic is one of the few things we know about Matt. She also said, we know that Matt has not been able to open up and to fully express himself in these relationships because he still has to get over the hurdle of confronting his father about the fact that he was not around when Matt was growing up and Matt can't get to the next level until he has this conversation and how this, this is how it's been presented to us. Um, and let's see. I mean, did did Matt know that his dad was going to be there? Because it it does seem like they just sort of plopped him in there. Like, I, so I don't know. this was what Matt had to say. So Matt had to say tonight's convo with my dad was hard to experience, and it's just as hard to watch all this time later, especially knowing the world is watching with me. Too often we see dangerous stereotypes and negative depictions of black fathers in the media, and they have consequences when presented without context. And he said, all I hope is that people watch that conversation with nuanced care and also an understanding that there are real systemic issues at play. I'm so proud of myself for being vulnerable and I'm so proud of my mother. I wouldn't be who I am without my dad. That's a fact. So I think that's the issue is it's like they didn't speak to like the context around him being absent outside Mm -hmm. of just like some vague stuff about, you know, issues with his mom, whatever. And, um, and and what Rachel had said was, she said, if the Bachelor franchise has shown us anything, it's that they don't know to protect people of color. They only know how to exploit them. They only mm-hmm. know how to mishandle situations when they come to ra- when it, they come to race. That's what they've shown us time and again. This should have never been aired for America to see. Like I was saying, she was she was saying like he could have had this conversation. Why did it have to be on camera? You know. Um, And for people who will say that we're exaggerating or making a bigger deal of us, this is one of the times where you should just sit and listen to what people who've been stereotyped in this way have to say. 
this conversation may have been necessary for Matt. Maybe Matt did need this, but this was a conversation that should have just been for Matt, not for the rest of the world to see. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's where she was on it. I total. I mean, yes, I know that it wouldn't be like, you know, good for reality TV fodder. But I think mm-hmm. if they're saying that they're committing to doing things differently, uh, then they need to sacrifice certain things. Like they could have quickly re-edited this, you know. Also, they're they're clearly leaving great material on the cutting room floor because we we didn't get that weird like roach thing that they the women did. <laughs> when, yeah. when they were showing like all this, all the different like dates and stuff that they yeah, got, yeah. everything on there was like, I want to see that. So yeah, I'm I'm sure there's something else they could have shown here. Uh, maybe Brie walking around in the woods for eight hours. What a what yeah, a wonderful maybe she, date that maybe was. Maybe she did it too. Yeah. Um. So she's you know, and I think I'm I'm looking through this article. I feel like she had also said something like, "I wonder what the new diversity person they hired thought about this." She said something to that effect like mm-hmm. you know they they said they hired this new person well what did what did they have to say about you airing this what do they think you know <laughs> it's like that's a really good point yep. um yeah she it sounded like she wasn't going to say anything but it just upset her so much that she was like i gotta talk about it because she's been trying to take a break from bachelor stuff because it has been so draining you know mm-hmm. uh but yeah. And then she also said, hold on. I mean, Rachel Lindsay is carrying this entire franchise and good for her. So <laughs> I know she's taking a break from it, but she's still like doing the best anyway. So she said something. Okay. On where was it? Okay. So on the bachelor party podcast on, on Tuesday as well. So this was a, an us weekly article. She had said that, um, let me see. Where is it? Uh, the t- oh god, there's all these ads popping up. I'm trying. <laughs> the The headline says Rachel Lindsay says several people of color in casting have removed themselves from Bachelorette after controversy. Mm-hmm. So, so it sounds like because she was kind of hoping that there was going to be a pause in between the Bachelor and the filming of the Bachelorette for them to kind of recenter, get everything right, bring in a new host, you know. Mm-hmm. learn some shit <laughs> become maybe ever so slightly better and it sounds like they're not doing that she said they're already quarantining there's no pause and you know she said uh, all people of color were affected by the words he said uh, in regards to chris harrison yes he's yeah. apologized yes i accepted it but still we didn't forget what was done uh of a person who's been with the franchise from the beginning. So of course people don't want to be a part of it. People who don't feel included don't want to be a part of it. So yeah, apparently some people who were supposed to be a part of the season have left. Uh, Oh, interesting. Interesting. So that's, that's definitely, yeah. I mean, doesn't, doesn't surprise me. So that, that happened. Uh, So (laughs) I don't know what else to say about that outside of, that's a thing that's happening right now. And yeah, though it's just, I just feel like they, yeah. oh my God, there's like a really niche deep cut that I'm going to share right now with everybody. And it's from my days that I used to go to Rocky Horror every month. So, because <laughs> this is the, this is immediately what came into my mind. So I'm going to bring you into 19 year old Sammy's world uh, when she lived very close to a theater that played Rocky Horror every month. And she went there and dressed up and knew all the, 
shout back. So if you're not familiar, when you go see Rocky Horror Picture Show in the theater, you dress up, you bring props, you yell at the you yell at the screen, you throw things. There's all all kinds of fanfare. And there's a part at the very end where some of the characters are like crawling around on the ground. In, in, and that's all I'll say if you haven't seen it for some reason. I mean, I don't think I could say spoiler alert at this point. What are you no. doing? Go watch that movie. What is your problem? What's wrong with you? What is Come wrong on. with you? It's one of the best movies ever. Anyway, so, <laughs> but there's a part where they're like crawling around on the ground and they, and they like fall a lot. Um, and it's kind of to the beat. And so the shout back is stumble, stumble, fall, like to the beat of the, of the music. And for, and, <laughs> That's what I just envisioned all of the producers doing. <laughs> I was just like, stumble, stumble, fall. And then they like start to crawl and then stumble, stumble, fall. It's like, okay, you seem to have hired a good after the final rose host, but then you <laughs> did everything wrong after that. It was just like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Um, you know, oh, well, we're bringing more diversity onto The Bachelor, but we're also uh, airing harmful stereotypes. And, you know, it's just like, what? what is happening? What is happening? So, it, and they have to be completely unsurprising, too. but yeah, yeah, it's, it's unsurprising. And it's like, you're under a microscope. So it, what, what probably would have played is just you guys, you know, wringing juicy drama out of Matt's life, which in and of itself is exploitative, you know, it's like, Oh, it's reality TV. This is what they do. Yeah. You probably could have skated by on that a, a few years ago, but now that you're really under the microscope, don't be fucking stupid. It's not hard. Like, just don't, don't right. do the obviously racist thing and, and listen to people that are telling you that this is stupid. It's, it's really cut and dry in my mind. I don't know. Just like Rachel shouldn't do a cakewalk. Okay. Rachel, you got to stay away from those now. Kirkinell, 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 Kirkinell. Well, either, I mean, no one should. No one should really. Also, yeah. What are you doing? Are you going to like Lutheran uh, vacation Bible school at this point in your life? Come on. Oh, golly. Um, oh, how about these these fantasy sweet dates, though? Because, my God, I am they're just like, like the least sexy dates ever, they, right? I'm telling you, it's it's they're the so biggest not sexy. setup. The, it's a total setup, okay? It's like, oh, you get a spa date, which someone already did, but with yours, it's not a regular spa. Your Your date is you get to cover each other in dairy products, and I guess you do it to your, each other. Like there's no one actually doing the spot. There's no masseuse or anything. It's, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. I, okay. I'm going to say to Michelle's credit, this is why Michelle is the best and we must protect her at all yes. costs. And I'm sorry. I, I should, I should preface this with, this was Michelle's date. Michelle, who is wholesome and perfect and kind and thoughtful and intelligent. She, she gets, she gets covered in buttermilk. <laughs> They're like, here, but here's the sweet thing. (laughs) Like Matt was like, what's your favorite part? She's like, well, I don't know. It's, it's tied between the oatmeal and the milk. And he's like, really? And she's like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And you're like, wow. (laughs) Like who says that? You know, Um, I just loved that. She, she just really made the best of it because that date sucked. And like, she didn't have to like it. And Mm -hmm. And she and she was just she, she's too nice to say, 
you know, that it sucked so bad. She was just like, oh, yeah, I loved I loved putting my feet in oatmeal. That didn't make me feel like I had chicken pox at all. It no. was totally normal and great. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you hated it. Be honest. But you just you just really want this to happen. So you were like, it's great. I love it. That No one can tell me different. Uh, so <laughs> that was that was pretty funny to me. Um, and then let's see. So that was really the only note I had on Michelle's date was just that her date was terrible and that she made the best of it, but Mm -hmm. it, it clearly went well for them. I don't feel like we got a lot of substance out of any of the dates. Like we didn't learn anything that was really new. It was just, so I, it was kind of hard to be that invested in the dates, especially because you know how it all ends. And yeah. so, you know, it's like, okay, well, he feels good waking up next to her, but it's like, but yeah, you're not going to pick her for some reason because you don't have sense. And maybe it's, you know, maybe it's having someone like Rachel, who's like more waffly and insecure Maybe that's like a little bit of a chase for you and you like that. I don't know what your deal is, but you really got to cut that out because Michelle is the entire package and you're just, and you're just like, no, I would like to return this package. And we're like, (laughs) why? Well, because it's not even dinged. (laughs) So frustrating. The thing is with her is she came in the second group too. That's important to note. And Mm -hmm. immediately right off the bat, she just has this likable vibe to her, and Matt obviously was very attracted to her right off the bat. Uh, with with Rachel, Rachel has this just kind of uh, just just kind of a general warmth to her presence. This is before we found out she was a racist person, uh, <laughs> right? It's like, now the warmth comes from the glow of her phone as she hits like on another picture of a swastika. Um, no, she <laughs> gosh. No, she 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 prefers the Confederate flag. I'm sorry, that was I I shouldn't besmirch your your character, Rachel. <laughs> no, in that way, uh, the the point is, but like where they're at in their lives seems totally different. You know what I mean? Like Rachel is not this this fully formed person. She doesn't have that that confidence and that understanding of herself. And in my head, I feel like Matt kind of needs that because he hasn't been in a long-term relationship but instead he seems to be steering himself towards i'll be with the woman who hasn't been in a long-term relationship either and is also like still dealing with some some shit and trying to work things out in her head and that's pretty much where we're at so yeah uh and the producers were like great we want rachel to win so uh, please enjoy your dairy products love it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like just she deserved so much better than that unsexiness. So I yeah, was not sexy, <laughs> very upset by all of that. Anyway, so um, you may ask yourself, though, what you may ask yourself, is it possible to have a fantasy sweet date that is just less effort, less sexy than dousing yourself in butter and oatmeal with your lover? And the answer is yes. Just wait five minutes after the date you just saw because we're here. We made yeah, it. Yeah, what even happened on Bree's date? I don't, I have no notes. It is. <laughs> I just have it, that it's a good date and they're making connections and he has strong feelings for everybody. 
And I then I quoted so Victoria and was like, slore. Um. Slore. <laughs> okay. Brie is very nice. I like yes. Brie. Yeah, I Brie is I nice. I barely know anything about Brie. And that's by design through the show because they don't want me to get to know Brie. Brie doesn't have as strong of, of a connection as the other two women. This is obvious to us. Also, Matt has no poker face at all. So this is all clear going into it. And so the date that she is given is far and away the absolute worst fantasy suite date I have ever witnessed in my entire life. Okay. Wow. You got that, you Those gotta, are strong words. This was the date. If you're listening, all, all you uh, romantics out there and you want to be like, honey, take me on a date like this one on The Bachelor. That's, that's how I talk to my wife. Um, this is the date, the super romantic date. They walk into the woods. Okay. You following? Yep. They walk around a little bit more. They go I'm, to a I'm predetermined so space where there is a small sad fire. They set up a tent together. Which is not fun, by the way. I mean, maybe that should be a prerequisite. Like, you got to put up a tent with someone before you can marry them. Otherwise, how are you ever going to work together? But it's not a fun oh, yeah. activity. yeah. They, they camped, but then they didn't stay there. They, they didn't camp. They, so they that went was to weird. A, I forgot. They went to a I shitty forgot. fire. They set up the tent. <laughs> they laid in the tent for five minutes. And then they left. What? I, that's why I have no notes because it was so strange. And I remember, like, when she came back and they're like, so what, did you camp? And she's like... Well, no, but we did put up a tent. And I was like, that's so stupid. That's why I didn't even pay attention. Exactly. That's so They're bad like, about oh. the whole thing. I was like, that makes no fucking sense. These are like the people that argue over whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. It's like, did she, did Brie conceptually camp? Is this still camping if you don't stay the night, but you set the tent up in the woods? Like, what? what is this? It's not romantic. It's not a date. It's just like an activity that involves some labor and some walking around. And this is her second go outside date when she has made it abundantly clear that she's not a go outside person. So everything's working out great for Brie, as you can imagine. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that too. She, Cause he was just like, have you, how, what's the longest amount of time you ever spent outside? And, and she was like this. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, cool and she was like mm, not really not cool <laughs> hate this so i was like yeah i was like here i'm gonna give these two women dates that they're gonna fucking hate and they're both gonna act like they love it mm -hmm. because they want to be with me so badly so yeah. that's pretty cool and uh yeah so uh, yeah she came, i mean so she came back from the date all happy and what mm -hmm. they wanted you to think what they wanted you to believe with their jedi mind tricks was like rachel's gonna be the one who's gonna leave this is where it all goes down this is where shit hits the fan because she's all upset because the women who made it this far get along with matt like they're supposed to and that isn't cool to her and so she's all upset and she's like i need reassurance and so she decides, he's like, hey, we're going to do a ceramics class. And it was like, really? It was like weird. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to the ceramics teacher <laughs> for really trying to work in the things that the producer told her to that she did not want to say, but she said them anyway. She was like, you know, ceramics are a lot like relationships. <laughs> and you're like, really? I don't like think so at all. Ghost. 
And she's like, yeah, yes, they are. This is how this I know how I'm going to tell you how because uh, you have this idea. Mm, follow me. Oh, I got this. You have this idea in your mind of like how things are going to be. But then, you know, then you have to settle and then you're sad and <laughs> and then you're like, fuck it. I'll just make another ashtray. And <laughs> it's just like I was like, this is like a really sad well, it's, it's not she didn't exactly say that for those of you who actually paid attention, but um, but she did say something to the effect of you, you, you go in and I have heard this from people who do ceramics. So I'm just being a shithead, but you go in with one idea and you just kind of have to like go with the way the potting wheel, you know, goes. But it's weird to it's, I think it's weird to put that on relationships like, well, you just have to be okay with whatever happens. Like, that's not a good lesson. I don't. No, I what? don't think that's good at all. What? Uh, pottery is a lot like relationships. Uh, they can spin you around till you're dizzy. Like, I, it's just like, I don't know what you're talking about, lady. But yeah, it was like a very, despite being the date that obviously was supposed to go the best, it was still it was not as sexy as it could have been because yes, we've all seen no. Ghost. So mm-hmm. what is happening? Yeah, no, yeah. I've it's, seen a lot of a like lesbian pottery TikToks that are a lot sexier than that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that. It's <laughs> my uh, favorite subsection of TikTok: lesbian pottery talk. <laughs> I I stumbled into that corner one day and I was like, oh hello, <laughs> and I was like, I feel funny. Um, so. <laughs> It's a really good corner of TikTok. I'm just doing you all a favor. But yeah, it's like ceramics can be very sexy. And they were just like, she was just like, oh, I'm just so bad at this. Oh, everything sucks. Oh, I made it lopsided again. Oh. I wish eugenics applied to pottery. Um, so <laughs> then. <laughs> so. Yeah, she uses this as her opportunity to just like make sure that Matt really wants her there and is just kind of like, I don't know if I'm still supposed to be here. I'm not sure how to feel about this stuff. And and, you know, he just says the same things that he said like a couple episodes ago when she pulled the shit last time. I don't know. He was mm-hmm. just like, I, I want you here. There's no reason I don't want you here. So just stay already. I'm going to pick you. So if you could stay, that would be super helpful for me. Yeah, he was just and she's like, Matt, is there something in your eye? You're just like winking really weird. Like, is there did you did you get some of that clay in your eye? And he's like, (laughs) no, Rachel, wink, wink. But everything's going to be fine. Wink. (laughs) It's like, oh, you know what? That reminds me of like my sorority days. Um, So for those of you who don't know, I was a Kappa Kappa Gamma. Okay, very fancy. And I, (laughs) when I was going through Rush, there was somebody in my house who was like very much wanted me to be there. And she was basically, I mean, it wasn't the only reason that I got in because like my house was very much about if you don't get along with one of us, then you shouldn't be in the, like you should be able to get along with everybody. Like that was kind of their way of looking at it and other houses it was kind of like oh they'll match you with the person whose interests most closely match your own and Mm -hmm. in our house it was like they just matched randomly and they just wanted to see like how you would gel with everybody like are you a good personality fit but the 
but there was somebody who had been stalking me on Facebook since before I got to school. And she very much wanted me in in the house. <laughs> and, and she told me this after, cause like she couldn't tell me before, you know, mm-hmm. and, but she would follow me like during rush, I would be beating with somebody else. And then she would come up to me. She was an oboist. So and I was too. And so she was like, oh, hey, like I saw this piece of music on your stand. So you played that. I was like, yeah, it was my concerto piece, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, that's so cool. And she would just kind of like encourage me, like drop little encouragements. And then in the last round of Rush, I got paired with her. And she couldn't say like, we're going to pick you because the whole thing is, for those of you who aren't familiar with how Sorority Rush works, you you kind of like start with a big round of houses and then you whittle down. And for us, it was three rounds. And on the third round, you have to pick the one house that you would want to, to live in and belong to. And they have to pick you back. And say you've been courted by several houses, but you pick a different one and they don't like pick you back, then you, you're not in a sorority. Like it, it can, so it's kind of nerve wracking. Cause you're like, God, I hope they feel it's like dating. You know, it's like, I hope I they saying, feel it's like, it's like Bumble, isn't it? Isn't Bumble yeah, the same thing? <laughs> I, well, I don't, I never used it, but I would, yeah, I think so. Um, but I was like, God, I hope they feel the same that I feel. Do you know what I mean? And so, um, but while I was, there, so I was really feeling like I wanted to join Kappa Kappa Gamma. It just like felt like the right house. Like it was a bunch of like art people, like, you know, art girls and like radio DJs. And I was a radio DJ and they were musicians and actors and, you know, kind of like the creative types on campus. And I was like, oh, I really, but, but there were two musician houses and I was a musician. Uh, and I, so I was like kind of torn, like, should I pledge? to the music houses or should I kind of go like more the arty route with some, then I'll be in a house with some girls who aren't in my program and like, I can meet other people, you know? And that was kind of what drew me is I was like, I kind of want to, cause I'd go to parties and these like guys would be like, Oh, Hey, like what's your major? And I'd be like music. And they're like, Oh, that's why I've never seen you before <laughs> because all you do is like, you're in the conservatory, you know? And I was like, Yes. That's why you've never seen me before. I do exist. And so I was like, I really want to pledge this house. I think it would be good for me to just like meet other people on campus and not just be in my little music bubble. And so anyway, I'm trying to make the story short. But this, so my future sister, like she would just kept saying things like, yeah, like, you know, I don't know, just like hinting like, yeah, I think, you know, it would be if if you joined, if it happened, it would be a really good fit. If this were to occur, then mm-hmm. you might be you might really like that we have uh, cereal, all unlimited supply, and uh, <laughs> you know, like just like and, and like yes, I really enjoy your company, and I think you're great, and I'm just I'm really happy you're here, Sammy. I'm really happy you're here. <laughs> You know, just like laying it on really thick. And I still was like, oh, are they going to pick me? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I you wonder. Know? I'm insecure, you know. But it was like, it, 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 yeah, totally felt like that. Like, ah, I'm really having, like, I can't tell you that I'm going to pick you, but I'm having a great time. And I feel really happy that you're here. And um, yeah, I just would really like... If, if you liked to stay around, I think that's a good idea. 
Um, I personally think it's a good idea, but I can't speak for anyone else anyway. So, so that was what that vibe gave me. And now you all know something about me that might run counter to the other things you know about me. And maybe it's confusing you. That's right. It's a fun fact, though, for your Sammy trading cards. That's okay. Yeah, she was in a sorority. What? Yeah, when I told my friends back home that I joined a sorority, they were like, what happened to you? And I was like, (laughs) literally 80% of the campus was Greek life. So if you weren't in a house, people would be like, do you have some kind of disease that's contagious? What's your (laughs) deal? And I, you know, and I was like, I'm not interested in that. And also... Uh, you get to live in a mansion. Hello. Like who would want to live in a mansion? It was so cool. Except my roommates never cleaned their rooms anyway. Yeah. I'm putting them on blast. Yeah. (laughs) They were slobs. Uh, so this episode short, so you get, you know, you get my, uh, sorority day, uh, feedback. And that's why I would never be on the bachelor because I did not like that part of living in a sorority house. Having roommates who stole my soda and didn't clean. Okay. Mm, mm. Yeah. Rude. Anyway, um, I hated this episode. I knew Brie was going to go home. It was Mm. unfortunate. And it looks like they're going to carry on a lot of the dad shit next week. And I don't know if we'll get any more context or detail from his mom next week, but I'll be interested to see because we know he talks to his mom more and she like meets the women and stuff. But it's, it's really, it's, it's interesting because I hated this episode too. Yeah. Part of the reason why I hated it is because I know where this is going. And at this point, you know, it would almost seem like, like the bachelor as an, as a, production entity was being antagonistic because we know what's happening but obviously this was all shot a while back but still the, the whole thing feels like final destination to me like i know there's no escaping our fate and, right. and now we're just we're just kind of watching to see how all the horrible train wreck pieces fit together and that doesn't feel good a lot of the times so <laughs> yeah and on top of it like this time it was i mean you had the weird stuff with the dad and it was kind of a dull episode Oh, and also it was just totally unbalanced in terms of, of how they offered dates to uh, the, the remaining contestants. So, yeah, it sucked. This sucks. Yeah, it made me sad and I hated it. So um, so we get to watch the episode next week. That's going to make us all bummed out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So. You know, uh, hopefully things change in the franchise. Just kidding. I'm sure they won't. Uh, but we'll be they here to... They just re-edit it. <laughs> They'll re-edit yeah. the whole thing. New winner. That would be interesting. Yeah. So I'm. So that is... A, are we going to get after the final rose next week? Or do are we waiting a week? Because sometimes they put it all in one and sometimes they don't. I'm assuming they're going to put it all in one, though. I think it's all in one, but yeah. I don't. I don't want to go on the record as saying that because if I'm wrong, then then we'll get angry emails talking about how Steve's a big dumb dumb. Yeah, everybody, hold off those angry emails, please. Yeah. So <laughs> please just insult me us, for other reasons. Just go give us five star reviews on Apple. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I guess that'll be the good part to see a new host in the role of after. I'm just trying to say positive. See a new host in the role of after the final rose. And have Matt talk about being single. 
that'll be cool. And maybe he's dating somebody. You never know. Probably not, though. But that would be cool, right? But probably not, though. No, probably not. (sighs) Maybe he's uh, opened his own Dutch spa. We don't know. What about, what if, what if he's dating Michelle? That would be the best scenario. I'm sure that's not happening. That would be ideal, but. Yeah. But what if she's the bachelorette? Oh, I'm sorry. I have so many questions. So many questions. I don't know. I mean, I I still think we're getting Katie as as the bachelorette, but. We're probably going to get Katie, which is fine. I like Katie. That's fine too. I totally like Katie, but now I'm kind of like, I would like Michelle. Yeah, now we're all like hashtag justice for Michelle. But yeah. again, Michelle is so wonderful. She is too good for this show. She can find a normal non-TV man and her life will be better. Yeah, she's totally a Charlene. Mm-hmm. 100% a Charlene. Does not yeah. need to be here. Should not be here. Yeah, so, so get yourself that. Oh, my gosh. What if, oh, what if she found like this? Oh, there's some really hunky, speaking of TikTok, there's some really hunky uh, TikTok teachers. You know, maybe she'll find Ooh. herself one of those. And like, yeah, that would be like a match made in heaven. So, <laughs> Michelle, just spend some time on TikTok. Send some DMs. I'm sure it'll go really well for you. It'll just go say. great. Yeah. It'll go great. Yeah. I'm rooting for you. <laughs> okay. So, until until next week when we have to gouge out our eyeballs watching him pick Rachel uh take care of yourselves stay safe and oh i hope it's nice weather by all of you it's it's been just downright beautiful the past and i know it's fake i know it's gonna get cold again but i've been really (laughs) enjoying it so just let me enjoy this for a little bit and hey don't do needle drugs Mm -hmm. (laughs) i like the uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh my god Dutch spa. Dutch spa. Oh, I'm so excited for.